0: This then hit along the wall, a puck to the left point, kept in by Orpic down in front of shot, and a score! And it's Devonte Smith-Pelly on a save at the left point. DSP saving the day. We're tied at three with 10. Radio. I'm your host, Greg Young. And today, we have a new episode and a new theme for the summer. Uh, I, like a lot of uh, kind of people around the Caps community, has have found, particularly when I became a Capitals fan, that uh, being a Caps fan can kind of be a bit of a journey <laughs> in terms of how people become fans and kind of everyone's view of fandom. And I think that's an interesting question and I kind of want to provide an on-ramp to people to both joining the Caps community, but also to joining the hockey community writ large. So today I'm going to bring, or I have, uh, and three uh, people uh, have graciously agreed to come on, uh, Marie Smith Fatuba and uh, Lindsay Novak Duchesne. So, uh, Fatou, let's start with you. Uh can you kind of introduce yourself? I know you've been on Japer's Rink before radio before, but uh kind of kind of what's how uh how did you come to the Caps community? Kind of kind of what's your story?
1: Sure. Hi everybody, so excited to be back. My name is Fatou. I'm originally from Southwest DC, living in New York, and it's really funny because I actually watched my first game as a Capitals fan in New York. Um So essentially, I don't know if I said this before, but I guess I can repeat it. Um, One of my really good friends who I met through watching Washington football in New York, his plug to me was, you know, might as well come watch hockey with us because all, you know, at least we beat New York teams. And it was the year that we were playing the Rangers in the playoffs and beat them in five to then immediately get swept by Tampa Bay. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and I, I realized I realized at that, that moment, the only thing, and I told him straight up, I was like, the only thing I know about cap hockey is I know that there's Alex Ovechkin, like I could point him out, but that was like the start and the end of what I knew about Caps hockey. And um, when the game started, or at least when I got there, I don't even know if the game had started by then, it was like a face off, And I saw Alexander Semen and I mispronounced his name. And it's like everybody at the bar like got quiet and the music stopped. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm about to get thrown out. And they were like cheering. And um, I was like, I got to watch this now. Like this player intrigues me. So yeah, I've been hooked since.
0: There you go. There you go. And uh, Fatou, I know that you, uh, you also lead the NYC CAPS crew, which is, uh, I've actually been, uh, been to a couple of their events. I know it's, I know it's a lot of fun. So kind of, kind of briefly talk about that a little bit and kind of, kind of how, how that, uh, how that kind of came to be.
1: Sure, so I think by that time, Phil, so as much as i'll take the credit say I lead it, I actually did not create it. The guy who told me to watch the game with him. He actually um created it, but since he doesn't really have socials here, I'll just take the credit but um <laughs> <laughs> so when i so when i started so when I started joining, it's probably the second like the second season that the crew has been in effect and it was maybe like five or six people they got together you guys can correct me because you know the history better than me they got together to watch game seven against the penguins in which they just got like beat up and they want and they wind up watching it at a bar that has all this music and they can't even be upset like they want to be because they're losing because there's so many people at the club like dancing and the next year He was like yeah so we need our own space so that we can commiserate when we finally lose or if we happen to ever win we can like celebrate together so it kind of started as a word of mouth thing that people we watched football with together it's like hey even if you don't like hockey come watch with us you don't have to know anything we can teach you and that's how it started um and then like fast forward a couple years like facebook started doing groups so we got a facebook group Um, We went to an Islanders playoff game. Some crazy things happened where we ended up in the newspaper and Dan Steinberg actually linked to our Facebook group, which is how probably the majority of people heard about us and started meeting up with us. I feel like maybe that's when I met Marie.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Fatou, you transitioned yeah. me perfectly. So, uh, Marie, uh, uh, well- <laughs> I, I, we had you on last year, but kind uh, of, kind of, kind of refresh everyone. Kind of, kind of, what was your path towards Caps fandom, and uh, kind of how, how do you, uh, how, how do you uh, know uh, Fatou?
2: So my path was a lot less interesting, I'd <laughs> say. Um, so I ended up kind of becoming a Caps fan and a hockey fan in general at random. I was already a big Wizards fan, and I used to go down to when it was still called the Verizon Center all the time to watch them lose. Um, and you know, while you're there, I would see all of these <laughs> posters about the Capitals. But the only thing I'd ever known about hockey was that Wayne Gretzky played at one point. Um, but I did know that Ovi played for the team because I was a big fan of Dan Steinberg's DC Sports blog. So I would read pieces about the team, but I didn't know anything about what they were actually doing. And then at some point I was watching the Wizards get eliminated from the playoffs as they always do. And- (laughs) It's
0: a theme for DC sports, is it not?
2: (laughs) Exactly, it's like, okay, well, this is coming to a close. And (laughs) at random, I was just flipping through channels the next day to see when, you know, just you used to going to the sports channel, and the Capitals were playing. And I was like, well, I don't have anything else to do. I guess I'll just sit down and watch this. And so I watched the game in my house by myself. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> so I just started watching the game by myself. I didn't know anyone else who watched hockey. I never went to a game. Um, I learned the rules on Wikipedia. Um, and then actually the first Time I actually went to go see the Capitals play in a regular season game was with the NYC Caps crew. I had moved Yay! to New York to work. I had moved to New York for work and I found them on Facebook. I just looked up. I was like, "Were well, are there any Capitals fans in New York so I don't have to go by myself? Um, I ended up going to, I think it was just some game that we watched at a bar and then they were like, hey, we're getting tickets. You want to go to the game? I said, sure. So I bought my ticket. And my first catch game was an away game. I actually never saw them play at home until I think it was 2018. That's the first time I saw them play at home.
0: Oh, well, that, that um, was a good time to start.
2: <laughs> it was a good time yeah, to I start. Was like, Lucky you. <laughs>
0: it,
2: it was a great time to start. So I've been a fan for a bit, a bit over a decade now. Um, but yeah, just kind of fell into it and it's a ton of fun.
0: There you go. And, and Lindsay, um, I actually have never heard your CAP story because, uh, this is your (laughs) inaugural appearance on Japers Ring Radio. So, uh, I guess kind of, kind of introduce everyone to yourself and kind of, uh, I know that, uh, there's a certain, uh, CAPS gathering that you, uh, that you helped facilitate (laughs) and create. So, uh, kind of, kind of tell everyone your story a little bit.
3: I, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. Um, this is an honor, especially being amongst Fatou and Marie this is really cool um love you, so, I, yeah, <laughs> I love you um I've only met them on Twitter so this is cool hearing people's voices but uh so I became a Cavs fan when I was maybe seven or eight years old um my dad moved from Prague um my dad liked watching hockey over there And uh, we moved to Ashburn and he was like, all right, well, what's the local teams? And, you know, they got to have that here. It's super fun overseas. So we found the Capitals. And um, I mean, like back, it was MCI Center back in the day, 90s, uh, watching Peter Bondra. And it was uh, like they were giving tickets away. (laughs) (laughs) Dead empty. I remember being so embarrassed in middle school because you could literally hear when my dad yelled at the rest. You could hear it like echo. And I'd be like, oh my God, shut up. They can hear you. That's so embarrassing. (laughs) Um, So it's, it's incredible seeing how big it's become and how crowded. And like, I struggle to get tickets now and I could never be happier about that. I love it. Um, But I also like, I really struggled finding anybody else that liked hockey, anyone that got into hockey. um, It was because I dragged them to Kettler or games or, you know, was showing them how to play in PE. So um, Caps Prom became a thing because I also figured we don't have enough opportunities to get dressed up and um, just look glamorous while watching sports. So uh, that's coming up again, either this year or in 2022. Um, and it's going to be the third year of Caps Prom. I can't wait to have it because it's really cool also having an environment where you know people like Fatou Marie, everybody can kind of get together and see each other in person, um, instead of just, you know, tweet at one another and have a community where you can just enjoy the game with one another. I really love that.
0: So. Yeah. And and Marie, I kind of, I kind of want to, want to pitch this to you first, and then we'll, we'll get to everyone else. Um, I guess I'm kind of curious how your engagement with the Caps community started. Uh, because I, I know that you mentioned that you kind of became captivated by the game. So kind of what was the, what I, 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 and you mentioned the NYC Caps group, but kind of what was, what was your path towards you know, the Caps community writ large really like?
2: I would say it was just me following random people on Twitter. I know I followed a couple of people from the NYC Caps crew and just started tweeting at them and branched out from there. As anyone who follows me probably is well aware, I started my Twitter account as a K-pop fan account <laughs> um
0: which is still a which is still a big theme, which I really enjoy. You you, you oh, provide yeah. a lot of my K-pop knowledge, which I
2: appreciate. At first I was like, oh man, maybe I should separate this out. And then I was like, these people will deal. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> people will adjust.
2: <laughs> um so yes, yeah, so I just started following people and talking to people, and then it just kind of organically drew from there. So outside of the NYC CAPS crew, really the CAPS community that I've met, the other fans that I've either met in person or know online has really just been through Twitter. Um, I mean, you know, Twitter has its pros and its cons, but I think, at least for me, it's been a great way to connect with other fans, talk about the game. You know, you can, to a certain extent, curate your own experience on the website. So, you know, I follow a lot of other CAT fans. We talk during the game, after the game, all that stuff. Um, so it's cool. You know, I really like being able to talk with people about a sport that um, I don't really know a lot of fans of in person. You know, I did not grow up in a hockey family. Hockey was not big at Howard University, as you might imagine. Um, So it's been a great way to just kind of connect with other fans in the community that I might not have otherwise been able to connect with.
0: Yeah, and Fatu, I think we, we know you're, you're, you you're kind of mentioned your story about the NYC Caps crew. So I guess let me kind of ask it this way. I, you, I think you've been a Caps fan and been kind of involved in the Caps community a lot. How do you think it's changed and grown in the last, maybe like five, 10 years since you've been a part of it?
1: Um, so that's a very good question. So um, I, I think that to Marie's point, um, Twitter has been so instrumental and it's very interesting because the way it's been so instrumental is like, there's not many people in the hockey, like fan base who really look like me and Marie who are also tweeting. Yes. So I feel like somehow it's a little easy to find us. Um, and when I think of like, oh, it's just like other people like us who are just fans, it turns into sometimes the reporters because they see you're on a hashtag. So they put your, they put your tweet on TV. Or like somehow maybe some of the players do that. So um it's somehow been orga- you know, like community spaces that we work in. I know for us with NYC Cash Crew, Marie was very instrumental in that when um Devontae Smith Pelle had that horrible incident happen to him in Chicago. I really mm-hmm. appreciated on Twitter seeing that the Chicago fan base were like, What is his favorite charity? We're gonna raise money. They raised like a Good amount of money. I'm gonna say 30k, 50k. You guys can keep me honest. And I remember looking at my friend Justin, and it was also 2018. I think that that year was just special for many reasons. I was like, why aren't the seeing on Twitter what his favorite charity was was for DuPont, That the Blackhawks fans raised all that money for him. It's like, why haven't the NYC Caps Crew done something similar? Like we felt like. You know, we're a very diverse organization that loves to watch hockey. How come we didn't think earlier to take it to the next step and help our community? So I'm very thankful for Twitter and seeing how other people have engaged with the community. So that's what NYC Caps Crew started doing. Naturally, the last game of the season of the 2017 2018 season, we dedicated it to raising money for um, Fort DuPont, which is an incredible organization. If you guys do not know, amen. Um, And we raised. I wanna say we raised about 7,000. We had like Devonte Smith-Pelly swag and he actually reached out and said, I've heard about what you guys were doing. I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, Grant Paulson and some other um, reporters in DC area, like they, um, they saw what we were doing and they like had us on the pre-game shows like talking about it. So Twitter has been just an incredible way for us to connect given that we all live in New York. And like Marie, like my first Caps game in D.C. was maybe a year or two after I started actually watching the game. And I want to say another way for me that I connected was when I become, when I start to like something, I'm like Marie, I'm always on Wikipedia learning everything. One thing that got me also close to Caps hockey was then seeing when Joel Ward scored that goal against Boston in the playoffs. I was like, wait a minute, how did it took me so long to find out somebody looks like me on this team? Um, And it just was like, well, this is like my team. Like, not only is it my DC team, but I got a hero who looks like me. And then we have another hero who's the reason that we won the cup. So it's like, it was just meant to be.
0: Yeah. And and Lindsay, you're you're the you're the most veteran Caps fan, I think, of all of us, and me included. Uh kind of how how have you seen the CAPS community grow since uh the days of the half empty MCI Center? And kind of kind of what has that been like?
3: Oh, thank God. It, 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 it was so no offense to uh to anybody listening, but oh my God, it was boring. Um I mean, there's only so many times you can hear, you know this white kid this very wealthy suburban white kid talk about Alex Semen or you know how incredible Wayne Gretzky is so just any other uh perspective and especially the like kind of explosion of diversity has been so 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 welcome and I I really really hope it continues on this trajectory because it has it's been really really good for the sport um I, I love it. It's, it's making it a lot more tolerable and it's keeping me roped in. Um, you know, if heartbreak after heartbreak didn't make me quit, um, I think the Twitter discourse would have, but it's people like Fatou and Marie and New York Caps crew and just keeping me roped in. So thank God for them.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I, I will
1: say it's all for this community. I agree. Like what we would say at NYC Caps crew is before we finally won the big one, we would say, nobody has more fun losing than us. Because we would just always lose, we would just lose so tragically. Like, I feel like, well, I think the Maple Leaves created new ways to lose, but before they were back in the playoffs, just losing tragically, we just invented ways to lose. <laughs> and it's like, thank God I was watching with my community of NYC Caps crew, because we just could find a way to laugh about it, to chant, to sing Whitney Houston's did We Almost Have It All. Just something to make us not want to like go walk out in traffic because we were just so angry that somehow we messed up. We just found a new way to lose. So I That's do like, love oh this my community. I also think that I also think we're super lucky this community. Like this is a DC community. So you're gonna find, more often than not, a fan that looks like me and Marie and Lindsay than maybe other fan bases. And I you know, I'm just happy that the Twitter
3: uh community has embraced us.
0: Yeah. And Lindsay, you were about to say something?
3: Oh, no. I was just about to say it. You know, for a while there, I was thinking, oh my God, do I like getting hurt? What's wrong with me? It's <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that just made 2018 all, all the sweeter. So, absolutely.
0: And uh, Fatou, speaking of things that unify the Capitals community. Uh, I never see the Caps community <laughs> more unified than when Tom Wilson is in the news. Uh, that's that's my attempt at a transition to Wilson because uh, I you guys can rate that however, however you want. But um, I, uh, I'm i gonna give myself a C plus for that one. But but anyways. Good um, transition. So, oh, thank you, I, I appreciate that. This is, it's know, a
1: great have... transition and I'm laughing because I don't even know what I'm gonna say, but it's gonna be something epic.
0: All right. Well, I'm excited. So uh, the 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 news that uh, that broke today was uh, that the New York uh, a couple of pieces of New York Rangers related news. Uh, one of which is an old clip that circulated of Gerard Gallant saying that uh, if it wasn't for Tom Wilson, the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights would have won the Stanley Cup, which uh, is a strange take. And then the other the other kind of more more important piece of news being that the New York Rangers seem eager and trying to figure out a solution to their Tom Wilson problem, which is a uh, another interesting movement from them. Uh Tutu, I, I know it. you have a lot of love Tom it. Wilson takes and thoughts, I do. I'm so ready. Uh, the floor <laughs> is yours, uh, by all means, so, go ahead.
1: <laughs> I'm going to start with this, and I'm stealing another phrase from Marie. Clearly, we've had many conversations about this in our watching history. But I specifically, an NYC Caps crew, has loved Tom Wilson before it was fashionable. So when he was <laughs> just like on the fourth line with like two minutes of ice and not on anybody's radar, we loved that kid. Like we actually did a meetup at Rangers. We got a suite. My friend has a great job, so we got a suite, and it was his birthday, and we beat the Rangers, and we were singing Happy Birthday to him in the suite. All that to say that we've loved him before he was on any of these coaches' radar. <laughs> and I will always appreciate Bearing Trotz for saying, you know what? We have Ovi and we have Kuzi, so how do we make teams ignore them? Let's put Tom Wilson on that first line. And, yeah, so going to, like, what you said about what was crazy with Galan said, so he's kind of right because he's definitely the reason we beat the Pens, and that the Pens have like died way sooner than they should because this was a two time, they went back to back winning the cup and were so scared of Tom Wilson that they dismantled what worked for them and now are not really getting out the first round. So he's right, that's then how he beat Vegas. Um, I, I, I think that, you know, he's a very polarizing character and I know that I tend to be a Tom Wilson apologist Do I believe he needs to change his game? Yes. Simply because he's a great player that is needed, that is our future captain, who can score. And these coaches are getting more and more savvy on how they're trying to literally get him specifically out the game. Not him out the game because he's dangerous. Because I don't know if they necessarily believe that because they have no problems with Ryan Reeves until a couple Uh weeks ago. But because he's (laughs) effective. And so he does need to, like, just be more aware that all oh, eyes are on him simply because he is effective. He's effective for us specifically. So they are trying to get him out of the game. That's best. You know, I think he's an incredible guy in the community. Um, you never hear about him being late to practices, oversleeping, or doing anything crazy like that. So he's, you know. I'm glad that he's on our side. I'm glad he's going to be our future captain. I, you know, what happened in New York, I think a lot of the reasons people freaked out were the optics. He's on Broadway. He's clearly bigger than everybody else. So his hit is going to be different than Brad Marchand's. Yeah. That's truly to me one of the bigger differences that his hits are going to be harder. He's a bigger guy. So he, and he's a fast guy and he's an effective guy. So he just needs to be a little more aware. But the optics of him, like doing the Hulk, when he's like in the box after like dismantling their entire team. That's why people went crazy. But the New York Rangers are gonna learn the lesson that the Pittsburgh Penguins have learned. They actually try to get less Mika's and try to get a Tom Wilson because that's a rare player, Tom Wilson. Because like you can say, oh yeah, Ryan Reeves counteracts him. Well, Ryan Reeves game five was sitting next to me in hot dogs. No, so no, he does not <laughs> counteract him. There you go. So, you know, if the Rangers want to seriously like they were so close to making the playoffs and I was afraid of them for the playoffs because their little kids can skate and they seem to have the better hand over us till they lost their mind. So if they want to go and find their solution to Tom Wilson, I say, let them. And if they want to give us Mika and all these little other skill players in the process, I say, let them, we should just let them do it.
0: There you go. There you go. And uh Marie, I know I know you're on the other side of these conversations sometimes with Fatou. So uh I guess I'll, I'll ask you about Tom Wilson and I'll kind of forward it into the I think I and some people get a little tired of what I kind of have called the quote unquote Tom Wilson discourse. Uh I think you do a very good job though of kind of filtering out the 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 voices that are maybe on the more annoying side of that. So kind of how do you balance, you know, enjoying Tom Wilson by, but also not going insane by all the dialogue around him?
2: Well, I mean, I think it's because, at least for me personally, I think a lot of the Tom Wilson dialogue is driven by emotion rather than fact. So, You know, is it a fact that Tom Wilson has thrown a number of dangerous hits, whether or not they were, you know, against the NHL rules that have resulted in injury? Yes. Um, But he's not, as some people would love to tell you, he's not a sociopath, you know. And I think when, when something happens because of the reputation that he has, A lot of people look at things through, I'd say, the least generous lens. Anytime, if Tom Wilson throws, I mean, has a regular two-minute penalty for a trip, the internet blows up because, oh, he did it on purpose. It was a slew foot. It was intentional. Like, no, it's like, it's It's a a minor penalty. Sometimes a trip is just a
0: trip, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sometimes it's a minor penalty. Like, everyone takes minor penalties. It's, It's okay. Um... And then, you know, one thing that people who follow me on Twitter may know about me is, you know, since since I'm a lawyer, I'm a nerd. And I like going through and reading the league's, like the CBA. I like reading the league's justifications for its various um, Department of Player Safety decisions. And I, I think... You know, the incident in New York is a great, is a great example. I think a lot of people, they take the logic out of it and they just go on pure emotion. And so for them, Tom Wilson's a bad guy. Somebody got hurt tangling with Tom Wilson. That definitely means it's a suspension and it should be 40 games. Yeah. <laughs> now, when you actually break those things down into its parts, none of that makes any sense. Um, it doesn't make any sense given the facts on the ice. It doesn't make any sense given the, hits, the league's position when it comes to um, player safety, if you want to call it that. Um, so a lot of it is just driven by, the dialogue is just driven by the dialogue. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I like going through and reading the Department of Player Safety's justifications for not just Wilson suspensions, which are too often, but other suspensions, and I always find it interesting how often things that have nothing to do with Tom Wilson get tied back to him, even in official league literature. Like, it's truly bizarre. You would think that he's the I most popular that- player in the league.
1: And I thought that he was playing for the Avalanche because when Nadu Padre made that hit, somehow I heard about Tom Wilson. I was like, is he home right now?
2: I'm saying like Tom Wilson is fostering puppies and trying to convince me to buy yogurt home delivery. (laughs) Everyone's talking about (laughs) what, what the ads are doing. So, you know, it's, it's interesting for me. I try to, at least part of it, the discussion, I try to give it a relatively objective viewpoint. You know, the CBA says this, the league traditionally punishes this type of hit or this type of infraction differently than X type of infraction. These are the ways that it likes to escalate punishment for players who are, I'd say, frequent flyers um, in the, for the Department of Player Safety. I like looking at it from that lens. Sure. But then the other part of me is like, look, I love Tom Wilson. I don't care. Like, I don't, people can say what they want. It was, he would have to do a heck of a lot for me to stop liking him. So (laughs) from just a purely selfish standpoint, I don't necessarily think he needs to completely change his game because that would make him, that would take away from what makes him an effective player. I much prefer when he's on the right side of the line because then I don't have to hear about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and I Liz, mean I he's yeah, a ahead. villain
1: we love it he plays the villain role really well until you know like Marie said I'd rather him not deliver a ridiculous hit simply because I do enjoy a good villain and he's a good one but I don't want people you know getting hurt or trying to say then it turns in he's a sociopath and in it's intentional, and you can tell in his eyes. And he needs to go they to, to therapy or
0: something, this. you know. Or yeah.
2: jail. Uh, send him to jail. Send him to
0: jail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I guess Lindsay, you being the being the Caps veteran of the group, you you've seen Tom Wilson kind of grow from a fourth line player under Adam Oates, who mostly fought, to the player he well, is today. Kind of, I guess, reflect on that a little bit, and kind of, where do you think Tom Wilson needs to go from here?
3: I, so I got to say, I love the Hershey Bears. I've been to a bunch of their games. And the one thing that you always see with AHL players trying to make it in the NHL is what do they do in the AHL? They fight. That's how they get attention. They are like theater kids, but instead of like screeching at one another, they throw fists and they yep. get in a little scrums and they do a lot of stupid stuff. Cause you get, you know, that much testosterone on the ice, they're going to be real dumb and they all want to be the star of the show. So, I mean, that's kind of what Tom Wilson was doing in the very, very, very beginning. But, I mean, the minute he got kind of moved up to the big leagues, he, yeah, still got sun on the ice to be the villain, to be the big, you know, bad guy. But holy hell, that kid is so talented. Yes. (laughs) He is so extremely talented. And that's why, I mean, seeing his game kind of evolve from, you know, sucking a guy in the mouth to, you know, as the enforcer um to you know making these plays and goals and first line and breaking teams down to the point where the entire nhl is shaking in their boots because this kid's on the ice is amazing and i love every single ounce of it um with that said fatu better be right and he better be our future captain because i never ever ever want to see the caps go up against him (laughs) i think that would (laughs) destroy me i never i would never want to you know I would never want to be on the receiving end of that of that dude. So you were right. You got burned this
1: tape if somehow <laughs> unfortunate happens and we gotta play him. And believe well, me, if he was open to Seattle, you don't think they'd take him? Like all these players, all these fans who are saying how horrible he is, they are bugging because they want him on their team. Not a player like him. They want him. Yes. Because oh, yeah. He is effective.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> Gorgeous and, and very effective. <laughs> Let's talk about it. I mean, the handsome for sixty is
0: brutal.
2: Totally- <laughs> yeah, although and I will
0: say, can, can I can I get a group perspective on? Because uh, I know on the Japers Rink uh, chat, we were discussing the uh, the Tom Wilson three piece suit with the uh, with the no kind of the no sock look. Uh, do, do we does that oh, get a thumbs perfect. up from everyone here or not?
1: I mean, do you see that walk? Yeah, <laughs> I wish that she could. My God. He can't do anything wrong. And then I tell you, all these people who talk about him, meet him in person. You're not saying any of that to his face. You're saying, hi, Tom Wilson. We love you. Even though you're on the Capitals, I wish you were on my team. And I know they would say that.
2: So, personally, the no-sock look is hard for me to accept. But I'm also not turning that man away. So, (laughs) socks no socks socks with sandals it, it wouldn't make a difference
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, are you in agreement with the uh, with the uh, the the hotness per 60 uh that's because that you know I, I for me it's the this is where i get to put my my queer fan thing out out there uh i mean i definitely like that's 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 uh that's the guy i kind of gravitate towards on the caps a little bit
3: yeah. I mean, honey, he can, he can pull off anything. Let's be fair. He's not necessarily my type, but again, I wouldn't say no. It's hi. Hello. I, he's the type I'm, of player that if, you know, if I'm face to face with him, I'm just going to be dumb and smile and, Oh, hi. Hi. Hello. Yeah. Hi. I mean, we have an attractive team, so we're very lucky in that. Oh. Sense. Like all of them
1: are
0: just
3: <laughs> handsome, just gorgeous. Yes.
1: Hands down. We
3: have the prettiest team.
0: Yeah, for sure, yeah. and and I think I think what, what's what's been cool about having I think a more diverse fan base of the Caps and having I think a lot more women in it is I think you get to have fun discussions like this. Not every discussion has to be about oh, what is the Corsi first per, per sixty for each player? You know, it's it's kind of I think part of what's fun about being a fan is just kind of shooting the sh- for for no better word shooting the shit about these different players and kind of you know recognizing that they're people too. Oh, absolutely.
2: Like my favorite, one of my favorite things about I'd say Cap's Twitter, or at least my section, that's not my, my <laughs> section, I own it, but the section of Cap's Twitter that's where I you participate am, yeah. <laughs> um is people pretty much just let you be a fan, whichever way you want to be. I mean, at the end of the day, this is an entertainment product. We're all here to enjoy ourselves and have a little fun. I am a firm believer that as long as you're not harming anybody, you can enjoy something however you want to. So if you want to watch hockey and turn it into a math problem, have at it. If you want to watch hockey and all you want to see is fights all the time, have at it. If you want to watch hockey and you just want to, you know, make fan art of different players, have at it. Like, Just enjoy it. You know, nothing, it doesn't make you less of a fan. If you want to talk about the teams and the players kind of as entertainment personalities, rather than just professional athletes. So if you see a player and you're like, Hey, that guy's hot. Don't feel like you need to be ashamed. Don't feel like you need to tone that down. Like, I'm green. Like if, if you love it and that's what brings you joy and that's what makes you happy and you're getting friends and having a good time like more power to you some of these guys are hot some of them are not and some of y'all just you just looking because they're <laughs> hockey players but you know <laughs> your taste is your own I feel but,
1: called yeah, out <laughs> like
2: enjoy enjoy this as much as you want however you want
1: Yeah, agreed, agreed. I 100% agree, and I love that our social media, they feed into it. Because I'm like, for example, let's go back to Tom Wilson in the foam roller. I didn't request that, but they gave me the content (laughs) I wanted to see. And you know (laughs) who reached out to me before before I could see that? My friend who doesn't even like hockey, she was like, yo, look at your boy in the foam roller. I was like, see, that was good content, because somebody who doesn't care about hockey, let alone cap hockey, saw that and reached out to me you know they probably got some follows from that and to Marie's bigger point I think a big issue with hockey that I'm lucky not to really have found with our fan base is the gatekeeping yes Yes. like I hate that so much because then it turns a little classist, it turns a little misogynistic and it definitely turns a little racist Mm. and I think What I love about being a newer fan in general is that for a lot, I can tell some people don't think I'll have an informed opinion and I don't care. I can say things. And I said this before, like Tom Wilson's our future captain. I've said some other hot takes and people look at me like I'm crazy and it comes true. But I'm like, I'm not trying to do this for you, for you to accept my opinion. I'm doing it from what I see. And maybe because I'm a newer fan, I see things in a different light than you. And I know you don't think that I'm correct anyway, but I'm still going to say my opinion. I'm not going to be afraid, or I'm not going to be like, oh, I just must talk stats. Sorry, that's boring. I (laughs) I think that, you know, for every every person that talks stats, it's great to have a Stephen A, because I'm sure a lot of people saw when Stephen A was giving his, what, 10, 8, 5 facts about hockey. Some of them I agreed with. Before I knew hockey, what did I know? The puck was black. I mean, it was entertaining to hear his little it was entertaining and i don't know why people like well it's not like he's giving analysis i'm like duh he's (laughs) commentating and it's entertaining why wouldn't you want more eyeballs on this so that we have to i mean the more eyeballs we get then hopefully we don't have to watch hockey on usa or cnbc or outdoors channel i think back in the day like come on like there's nothing wrong with these new voices and the gatekeeping really is, to me, the biggest problem I've seen in this sport.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and Lindsay, I mean, I, I know that uh, I think you've been really a force for. I I think everyone here has been, but I you know I think things like Caps Prom have, have been a good a, a force for good in terms of preventing that kind of gatekeeping so I guess like how do how do we how do we kind of keep keep that moving forward and making sure that we're making hockey accessible to, to everyone who wants it
3: well I'm I'm trying to censor myself so I'm not you know cursing like a sailor like I
0: do usually <laughs> well, we, we got um, the, I, I think I think I already dropped uh dropped uh shit in here so by all <laughs> means uh you know feel, feel free to uh to expound upon your thoughts
3: hey I, I just I mean Fatu thank you so much for bringing up the gatekeeping because. I mean, growing up, yeah, I had Richard Zednick's picture in my locker because I thought he was the handsomest boy. Thank you, Marie. He's definitely... Don't Google his picture, by the way, in the 90s. Because people judge me hard. He had, like, horrible bleach tips. But, I mean, I couldn't... Well, could, a lot uh, of people
0: in the 90s, that was the thing, right? So. The Zed
3: head was a little, like... There's tasteful bleach tips, and then there's a Zed head. Oh, um, but uh, But, I mean, I... I just, I, I couldn't mention, again, the only friends that I had that like hockey were uh, white boys. So I couldn't say, oh, I th- think he's handsome. because Well, you're just watching it because he's handsome. I couldn't say, I don't think they should have made that hit because, well, you're dumb. And he, he made it because it was strategic or
1: yeah. it was
3: just so much gate- gatekeeping on gatekeeping to the point where I, I hate math and I had to learn the stats. Well, not really had to, but I learned the stats. I learned like, okay, the plus minus after this game, this game, because I would have to spiel the the roster, the stats, you know, uh, recent roster moves, NHL statistics, whatever, name it. I, you know, it's the weird little Buzzfeed pop quiz before I could have any serious conversation about hockey. I, I mean, granted I'm, I'm much older now, but I never have that anymore. And it is the, I don't hear that, you know, at caps prom at the bar when I'm watching games Um, and I love it. And I am so, so, so happy that that's not, you know, the mega norm. Yeah. You meet one or two guys who are still going to be like that. Um, They also think old time hockey is, you know, the Bible, but um, I'm, I'm so, so, so glad. And I think it does just take things like, you know, newer caps crew and Caps Prom and Russian machine parties and, you know, a good Twitter discourse because it does have its cons um, to keep these things going and to keep growing the community. I mean, whether you find hockey because of a Tom Wilson foam roller or you see Michael Kepney on the beach, hell yeah, come on in. And if that's the only reason you watch, welcome, because I'm so glad I do not have to search for a game anymore. It's just on TV, and that's really nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no uh, yeah. home team sports or whatever. whatever the heck that, that was.
3: Yes. And I'm not wandering into a bar, and they have the same Washington football team on from, like, 1999, and I'm saying, hey, can I get, you know, the Caps game on? No, no one wants to watch that. That's no. never a problem. It's just on the TV, because they're champs, and yeah. they're beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want be a fan of a
1: team that doesn't have a community that hosts Caps Prom. I feel like beyond I'm just a D.C. sports fan for everything, for better or for worse, I'm so blessed that my hockey team is the Caps because of this wonderful community that has things like Caps Prom. Like, can you imagine not having fun and just literally talking (laughs) about stats and people skating and how many minutes they had? Sorry, no, not me. It is a bummer. I want Caps Prom. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, I I want the Caps prom. I want my nicknames for boys. And you know what? Those, some of those players, too, they have their nicknames for them. Like, you see with the Caps wives' jackets, like, you don't see their name. You see their nickname. So, it's like, maybe we're helping to give them more of a personality, too, because they see that our community has a personality. I think it's great.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um All right. Well, guys, this has been, or well, not guys. Uh, this is, this has been, uh, this has been incredible. Um, I I guess tweeting about you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um,
3: That's why I say y'all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, actually I I've grown to, I've grown to like y'all because, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things that's, uh, it's, it's, I I lived in Missouri for six years, and so whenever and it also is uh, a not uh, not gendered uh, gendered uh, way to refer to a group of people, which is always good. So uh, I'm gonna learn my own lesson, and I'll uh, I'm gonna try to (laughs) drop that. Um, So uh, y'all, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I'll do one last roundtable question, and then we can all kind of kind of do our plugs and get out of here. So I guess. We'll start with uh, Maria, Marie here. Um, you, you mentioned kind of having to learn, um, you know, about hockey fandom or about hockey from Wikipedia and everything like that. If there's someone who's a new fan, kind of what what would you recommend the process of being of kind of how to learn or how to how to watch hockey maybe with a little bit more uh, for someone who's new, kind of how to how to watch it in a way that that you would find enjoyable and kind of learn enough about what's going on?
2: To be honest, I think if you're just trying to figure out if this is something that you'd be interested in, the best thing to do is to just sit down and watch a game and just take it in. You know, I, I know a lot of people suggest, you know, you should, your first foray into hockey should be attending a game. And while it is definitely more exciting in person, I think the commentary, when you are starting from a zero knowledge base, I think the commentary that you get on TV, especially since we have the wonderful Joe B and Locker, um, I think it's really helpful because it it you start learning names, you start learning the names of penalties, you start learning, you know, when they blow the whistle and the play is dead, they tell you why the play is dead. You may not know what icing is, but you know that it has been blown dead for icing. Um, I think that kind of narrative helps when you don't know anything, um, especially if you don't have someone with you who can kind of, you you can ask questions of and figure out what's going on. You know, the second best way is of course, just go to a game. Um, it's hockey is just so exciting in person, especially when you're in some place like what do they call it now? Capital One. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <When you're, laughs> change names like
2: eight it's times, but yeah. the name. I know. <laughs> when you're in Capital <laughs> One, like when when the Cap Four at home, it's like a bomb goes off. Like yeah. it's just, it's so exciting. You're high-fiving strangers. You're trying not to spill your. Well, I don't drink beer, but you're trying not to spill your <laughs> beer, and it's just it's euphoric. And it's the kind of thing that when you're watching at home, you just don't get the same. It's, it, you just don't get the same experience. Um, so yeah. So anyone who's new, I always just say, just jump in both feet, you know, find you some fans online and just start chatting them up and, you know, watching clips. I, I think it's a great sport to be honest. It's my favorite sport. Um, I've been a basketball fan my whole life and hockey in a very short number of years became my favorite sport, even over basketball. Um, it's just, it's exciting. The sport has a lot of work to do culturally. Um, and I know personally people who that's been, a, either a reason why they've hesitated to get into it or a reason why they've kind of dipped their toe in and then jumped back out. Um, but the game on the ice, the excitement is really unmatched. And I think it's, it's good enough to be worth fighting for. That's why I stick around. You know, I've had great experiences. I've had some not so great experiences. I think we all have. But the sport is just so much fun. And it's one of those things where I'm like, this is so great. And I want as many people as possible to be able to enjoy this. And that's why I do the things that I do and I work with the, the groups that I work with to try to expand that to parts of the population that it would not necessarily reach on its own because it's, it's just so much fun and, and everyone deserves to be able to enjoy it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And uh I I, I want to say, yeah, from the from the bottom of my heart, I, I appreciate all of those efforts. I, I know uh Marie, the first time we had you on J Shrink Radio was maybe uh, not the most ideal of circumstances for, mm-hmm. to to have you on for, but you know, I think that I I and uh, whatever whatever wing of the caps blogosphere I represent uh, or don't represent, I I just want to say thank you for for all of what you and uh, really what everyone here has done. I just just thank you a lot, and I think it, it's made my experience. I think it's made everyone's experience as a fan uh, a more enriching and and ju- and uh, strong and and good experience. I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't want to take credit because you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just some bozo. Um, spitting hot takes but <laughs> that's gonna no, be a hard disagree for me but but you know I mean like I said it's something that I enjoy it's something that I like talking about and that I think other people will enjoy and so if my tweets you know help other people think about something a different way or get into something that they may not otherwise be interested in, then 100% for it. Like I said, I'm more than happy to have more fans come into the fandom. Hopefully they're Caps fans. Um, (laughs) And hopefully they're Caps fans and not koozie haters. No koozie haters. You can go. (laughs) So so you're so you're not aboard the uh,
0: you're not aboard the trading Kuznetsov. Uh, absolutely,
2: absolutely not. Well, start, ah, okay. this is the thing. I don't have any standards for Kuzi. Like I don't care what he does. He can be great. He can be terrible. I, I I love him. I think he's grand. And trading him would break my heart. When we traded Berkey, I cried in my office. Aww. So I'm really not. I'm not prepared for you did. another breakup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and uh and Patu, uh, you know I same question to you and uh I also want you uh cuz uh the the uh the Black Hockey Girl Club was in the news a little bit uh being nominated for uh an NHL uh, commissioner's award so kind of I, I, this is, uh, you know, I, I think a, a really exciting time for the group, and it's a, it's a group that I would definitely encourage everyone to support uh, as much as they can. But kind of, uh, if someone's a new fan, how would you, how would you kind of advise they get started, and uh, kind of also, you know, uh, talk talk a little bit about the uh, the uh, the the Black Hockey Girl Club and everything like that.
1: Absolutely. So Marie had some like really great suggestions. I'm just going to take it a notch higher. Um, to her point, like, I, I, I really like the vocal aspect, like, it, you know, I, I think, so for me, like Maurice, hockey was not my favorite sport. It was actually football, but going to a game, top notch. Like, that is the best sporting experience I've ever had. I hate going to football games because they're slow, even though I love the sport, but hockey, is so exciting, and every time you're screaming, whether it's like, oh, we're about to score, is the other team about to score? It's like, so high energy. So like beyond the obvious of trying to go to a game, which some barriers don't allow for it because it's not cheap. I would say like, you know, social media is a great great tool. Like, you know, find a group because maybe, you know you don't want to watch it alone. Maybe you want to go to a bar and watch it. And if you can find like a local group like an NYC Caps crew or whatever they have in wherever you're from to watch it. I would also say like the blogs like yours and Russian Machines, I lean them those heavy because even though I'm not too embarrassed to ask questions because my friends know I didn't know things so they were never annoyed when I would say, what is icing? What is this? But some questions some people don't want to ask. I would say like read the, you know, read the fun blogs. I, I, I think that they, I, I like a lot about the cast is that reading your blogs have humanized the players, so it made it more fun to watch. Because then you like in your head are like, oh, I think their personality is like this and it it just becomes cool. And another one, I know it's a very bizarre one, but I say everybody go look up Snoop Dogg commentary for hockey. It is the most incredible thing you'll ever witness. And I think the Kings are very lucky and very smart to like, have Snoop Dogg as an ambassador for the Kings. And just yeah. watching his commentary, his play-by-play is incredible.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, and, and,
1: and I felt like it made it made the, the Kings commentators like play-by-play even better because it was like, well, oh, maybe I would be too afraid to say this or I didn't know how to say it in this way. But Snoop has such an incredible charm about him that you're like, if he is enjoying this game, maybe I want to watch and learn a little more too.
0: Agreed. 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 And, uh, yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: So (laughs) Black Hockey Club, uh, Hockey Club, I've been so like lucky to find and I also found them through Twitter and it's essentially, you know, a safe space for, you know, black women and their families and their allies to be able to love and enjoy the sport, whether it's in person or an online community. Um, and I love, like I said, I'm really big on the community aspect of hockey. That's the favorite, thing i found through hockey that i haven't found in the other sports that i watch and i love how black girl hockey club beyond just saying you know us black women and our allies and our friends and our families let's watch together it's like no let's find a way to have more people who look like us get in the sport whether it's through working with the nhl or other teams to like help their hiring practices so that they're actually Hiring beyond their little friends club, which I know is a problem with every industry, but it's especially eye opening in hockey. Absolutely. Um, how do we get, you know, how do we get little black girls to want to play hockey, and then once they dip their toe, to continue to afford to play hockey as barriers, maybe beyond their control, kind of are pushing them out. Um, I, I just really love all the work. And all the education that they're providing. Um, it's made me love hockey even more. And, you know, something I always say, and people sometimes get mad at me, is, is like, if you love something, you're going to criticize it because you want it to be better. If I didn't love hockey, I wouldn't point out things that they could do better in. And if anybody is honestly watching, you would agree. But like, you know, let's say maybe 15, 20 years ago. You probably wouldn't have this type of podcast and these types of conversations because people might not have thought beyond, hey, why does everybody just look like me watching sport and not think, why does everybody look like me watching this sport and how can we make it so that it's actually more diverse? Like the types of ways of people thinking wasn't there. And you need like a Black Girl Hockey Club and all these other types of organizations to like make you start to think and make you start to say, because- the elephant in the room with how come this sport isn't growing, but you have to look beyond that. And you know sometimes the reason is because a lot of people don't feel accepted to watch the sport. So it's just incredible to have a voice like Black Girl Hockey Club that is not affiliated with the NHL, but we do work with them, but not affiliated, because we can stay on our message and not feel filtered or feel silenced or feel like we have to pretty up a message when we are actually saying what we want to say. So, um, it's been great.
0: There you go. There you go. And you are uh, I think you're the, uh, you're the fundraising chair, right, at the Black Girl Hockey Club, if I remember I am correctly? The
1: fun, I am the fundraising chair, and we've just, you know, right now a lot of it is just awareness and getting people out to mm-hmm. actually know what we do and the programs that we have. And then, you know, who's going to say no to wanting to donate to help us create these amazing programs and continue these amazing programs, like the scholarship fund? <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Lindsay, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll conclude with, with you. Uh, you. You know, you, I think you're the, you're the veteran, uh, as, as I've said a couple of times here of the, of the uh, Caps fandom among all of us. Uh, do you have any advice for new fans? Kind of what, 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 uh what, what do you think led you down the path of being a Caps fan and kind of how do, how do you think we can get more people on board?
3: I mean, I know y'all can't see me, but I have been like, the entire time Fatus talking, I'm furiously nodding my head and I'm kind of glad you can't see me because I look insane. Um, I mean, if you're a new fan and you want to get into preferably caps hockey, um, you know, don't be afraid to just ask questions nine times out of ten. Someone's not gonna be an asshole about it. It's yes. just do not be afraid to ask, whether it's icing offsides or what was that and pay. Why are they you know punching each other in the face and the refs are just standing there? Um, just ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. And I it's question
0: okay. that sometimes too. So yeah, <laughs> it's
3: just like y'all, what are you doing? Um, but I mean it's it's okay to also, as, as a brand new fan, if you don't even know you know, what constitutes as a major penalty versus a minor penalty. And you don't know who the farm team is. You still have every valid reason to criticize anything that you want about the sport, especially the complete and utter lack of diversity. I mean, it's, it's truly embarrassing. And I know that, um, I'm, I'm extremely flattered. I'm kind of on this panel, but As the white woman, I am so embarrassed that it has taken this goddamn long to have, you know, an open, you know, discourse or, you know, as much diversity as we've kind of started to move into the fandom, but you still look on that ice and it's like polar bears in a snowstorm. Um, So I wanna see that change. We need to see that change and things like black girl hockey are doing that. but any new fan, whether, you know, I hope they feel welcome. I hope they feel like they have every right as anybody else to kind of join in. Um, I, uh, sorry, my phone just went off. I saw the baby move on the (laughs) monitor. Um, I, I just really hope that, you know, they, they have the freedom and they have every resource that they want to, to actually join in and enjoy the sport as much as, you know, I have for the past 20 plus years. So, which is embarrassing to admit that it's been that long, but, um, no, I mean, it's great. And I feel like a lot more people, especially since the caps have won the cup feel like they can kind of just casually join in or casually watch. Um, again, if you, if you have the opportunity to go to to game hands down, do it. It's so much fun. Um, I think I remember bringing uh, one of our friends when I was a kid and, she was she was like a big big soccer fan and the minute the lights went down and one of those corny little intro videos started she lost her mind and the rest of the game was like i don't know what's happening but i love this and seeing that i i really hope that everyone gets that opportunity because it is just it's nothing but fun that's all it is
0: absolutely all right well y'all this was a uh this was (laughs) a great discussion um I, you know, I'll, I'll let people plug things, but before, uh, before that, Fatou had to leave a little early, which we we knew was coming. Uh, so I will, I will plug her stuff for her. Uh, in this case, uh, you can find her. You can find Fatou at. Uh, on Twitter at uh, F-A-T-O-U-S-A-D-I-O. Uh, you can also follow the caps, the NYC Caps crew at, at NYC Caps crew. Uh, I have a source telling me that uh, I think they're looking to start maybe getting stuff back up again at some point. So uh, you can always find that there. So uh, that being said, um, Marie, where can people find you and your various um, musings on things?
2: Um, Well, I'm pretty much just on Twitter. You can find me at cowgirl underscore bebop. Um, That should probably tell you I'm also a big anime fan. Cowboy bebop, best (laughs) show would ever air. Um, And yeah, you know, as far as I'm concerned, once the caps are out of the playoffs, hockey's over. So I'm not really talking too much hockey these days. Um, But I will always uh, chirp in whatever the mood arises. So if you <laughs> want to Or when
0: Tom Wilson is in the news. Or <laughs> when Tom
2: Wilson is in the news. if So if you want to talk hockey, if you want to talk K-pop, that is where you will find me.
0: There you go. And uh, Lindsay, where can people find you and your uh, various musings? And uh, feel free to again, promote uh, Caps Prom, which I think you mentioned might be either like late this year or early next year, I think is, is, is your plan. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Fill us all in.
3: I, so I have to wait, regrettably, I have to wait until the schedule's out, um, and then figure out, if, you know, the football schedule, when we can actually hold it in a bar uh-huh. and have that entire space, but you can find me at Reco Slovakia, sounds exactly, uh, or spelled exactly as it sounds, um, and Caps Prom, C-A-P-S. P-R-O-M, that's a pop quiz and spelling. I can do it, I promise. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I will say you you, you, uh, you both have much better Twitter names than me. So uh, both, both of them, just like everyone's <laughs> is outstanding and mine is just the boring at Greg Y underscore J-R. But uh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh I'll, I'll i'll use that uh i'll use that as a transition here to say uh if you like the show please rate grab subscribe review um you can find me at at greg y underscore jr you can find the show at, at japers radio you can find the site at, at japers uh i want to give jp credit again for the uh the great music that kind of surrounds this podcast uh it's from his album isolation station which you can find on spotify and I think most major music platforms. I think it's Spotify and Apple would be the two big ones. But uh, there you go. And uh, with that, um, we're going to continue um, new. Uh, we're going to continue kind of new fan uh, off-season content uh, in a couple of weeks. Uh, we we have some really exciting guests lined up that uh, I will unveil at a later date. But uh, one of them. I, we're going to hopefully be able to have uh, Allison uh, Lucan on at some point to talk, uh, kind of being a new fan, introducing the analytics of it. And, uh, you know, we also have we have a couple of other really exciting people lined up. So with, with that, uh, thank you so much to uh, Marie Fatou and Lindsay for all joining and uh, look forward to a lot more Japers Rink content uh, as we go. Thanks for thanks for listening.